This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. The bill to restrict abortions in Montana will become law, at least temporarily, if the governor signs it, a judge has ruled. Monday's ruling denies a request by abortion rights advocates to preemptively block legislation that would ban the abortion method most commonly used in the second trimester. District Court Judge Kathy Seeley said the request by Planned Parenthood of Montana was made before the bill became law, so there was nothing to block. It would ban dilation and evacuation abortions. They are typically used later than 15 weeks into a pregnancy. The ban would take immediate effect if Governor Greg Gianforti signs it. Planned Parenthood argued the law is unconstitutional based on a 1999 Montana Supreme Court ruling that found the state's constitution right to privacy includes the right to have a pre-viability abortion from a provider of a patient's choice. The organization asked the court to freeze the law preemptively to make sure patients wouldn't be prevented from getting care while the court considered the case. Quote, the motion was simply denied as premature, and we will renew it as soon as the governor takes action on the bill. That's according to Planned Parenthood's Martha Fuller. A bill to modify and codify some parts of the Federal Indian Child Welfare Act into Montana law has passed out of committee and will head to the Senate floor from a vote. Known as the ICWA, the Indian Child Welfare Act determines how Native children are put into foster or adoptive homes, prioritizing family and tribal placements. The federal law was enacted in 1978 in response to decades of state child welfare and private adoption agencies separating Native American children from their families. Even with the ICWA in place, Native children continue to be overrepresented in foster care. The law, which is referred to as the gold standard for child welfare, has come under threat recently. The United States Supreme Court is considering a case challenging its constitutionality. The court is expected to issue a ruling sometime in July. At least 10 other states have codified ICWA into state law including Wyoming. House Bill 317 commits the state to preventing, whenever possible, out-of-home placements of Native children that are inconsistent with the rights of parents and the interests of tribes, and to finding placements, when necessary, that preserve and honor a child's tribal culture and connections. The bill, brought by Representative Jonathan Windyboy, the Democrat from Box Elder, received strong support in both House and Senate committee hearings. Supporters in various hearings have argued that codifying ICWA at the state level is especially important if the ICWA falls at the federal level. Senator Dennis Lentz, the Republican from Billings, says if the Supreme Court strikes ICWA down completely, then Montana ICWA would become law for two years. If the law is not struck down at the federal level, he says it's a moot point, adding we don't really need to have it in Montana law because we'd be left with the federal ICWA. 
He said the two-year sunset date allows lawmakers to reevaluate the law and decide whether they'd like to keep it or change it. Major flooding hit northern Montana on Tuesday as warm temperatures rapidly melted recent heavy snowpacks. A flood warning was issued along Beaver Creek near the small town of Hinsdale through Wednesday. The main concern was rising water levels in coming days in the Milk River Basin, which includes the city of Glasgow. Authorities warned drivers not to use flooded roadways. Senator John Tester's re-election campaign says he has already raised $5 million in the first quarter of 2023. He's the only candidate so far to announce that he's running for what's expected to be one of the most competitive Senate seats in the country next year. Tester announced his candidacy in February. He's the last statewide elected Democrat in a state that has veered increasingly Republican in recent elections. According to Tester, more than 95% of those contributions were under $100. That's according to his campaign. A bill to extend legal protection to election workers if they're obstructed from doing their jobs has normally passed the State House. Senate Bill 61 clarifies the definitions of election official and election worker in Montana law to ensure that election administrators, judges, and workers are included in the section of law that deals with obstruction of public officials. It would also include election workers under the law that are currently prohibited from tampering with voting materials or looking at voter ballots. Quote, some of us have seen the video where ballots were being shredded. That's according to Representative Lynn Helligard, a Missoula Republican. Helligard confirmed after the floor session that she was referencing allegations that occurred in Carbon County earlier this year in which local so-called election integrity activists released edited footage from a security camera that was running inside the county election office on election day. The group has attempted to paint the footage as proof that election officials were shredding ballots. The brief video clip shows a person placing pieces of paper in a shredder. It claims that they were ballots being shredded on election day. In response, Carbon County issued a press release calling the allegations false and stating that county election administrator, shown in the frame, is shredding copies of ballots received electronically from overseas voters. Those electronic ballots, according to the county, were transposed onto physical ballots and subsequently shredded to protect the voters' identities. Asked to elaborate on allegations, Heligard said she didn't have any evidence that ballots were being shredded. A bill that would allow state agency Montana liquor stores to remain open on holidays and Sundays appears to have gathered enough support to pass. House Bill 867 is sponsored by Representative Ed Buttry, the Republican from Great Falls. Quote, it's hard to think of any other business where state government can tell a private business what days you have to be open and what products you can sell, Buttry said. It seems like good policy to get government out of private business. HB 867 passed the Montana House with bipartisan support, 83 to 16. 
Lena McGann has run the agency liquor store in Red Lodge for nearly 20 years. And as a business in a resort town, she's forced to close on holidays, including during the city's largest event over the 4th of July that can bring 15,000 people to town. Not only does she hear the door rattling because people are trying to come into her business, many of the bars, who are also her customers, start to run out of supplies. Between holidays and Sundays, she says she's forced to close at least 63 days a year. Backers of an obscenity bill that seeks to criminalize school staff told a Senate committee that the committee chair was censoring speech when a proponent tried to read passages from a book aloud, while another told lawmakers, quote, it looks like there needs to be some book burning. Senate Education and Cultural Resources Committee Chairperson Senator Dan Solomon, the Republican from Ronan, stopped testimony from Heather Higgs, whose efforts to get a book removed from Gallatin High School were denied by the Bozeman School Board earlier this year. She attempted to read sexual excerpts from Alexi's The Absolutely True Diary of a Part-Time Indian, a 2007 National Book Award for Young People's Literature. She was tempting to put it into the public record. Higgs was one of two dozen proponents of Representative Bob Phelan's bill that would seek criminal penalties against school librarians and teachers who provide students with material deemed to be obscene. Phelan's bill narrowly passed the House in early February, 53 to 45. The Lindsay Republicans bill would subject school teachers and librarians to fines up to $500 and six months of jail time if they were convicted of providing obscene material to children. Obscenity is defined by the Montana Code. More than 30 people testified against Phelan's bill, including teachers, librarians, and parents from across the state who said the bill sought to take away parental control, control from local principals, superintendent, and school boards, and to further the teacher shortage by driving educators away from Montana. The committee is next scheduled to meet on Wednesday. An opponent of the bill said they believe the committee could take action at that time. West Yellowstone, on the border of Yellowstone National Park, is fueled by millions of tourists who come from all over the world each year to visit the park. The small town demands big town infrastructure, but its wastewater treatment plant is often overlooked and overloaded an issue that has seeped into multiple corners of the town to its housing woes. During the off-season, October to May, West Yellowstone is home to about 1,200 people. That number surges to 5,000 a day in the summertime when as many as 10,000 visitors can come through in a single day, according to Peggy Russell, the town's finance clerk. According to the town's consulting engineer, Dave Noel, during peak park visitation hours, the town's main pump station can receive a million gallons of sewage a day. In early April, when the park was closed, the pump station handled only 280,000 gallons a day. That's according to Town Deputy Superintendent John Brown. Quote, the treatment plant has to be designed for the tourist season. 
The rest of the year, it's running great. It's the tourist season that we really have to worry about. In order to accommodate the overtaxed wastewater system, the town council last year imposed a sewer hookup moratorium, which means no new buildings can be constructed in town. And with no significant amount of new housing being built, the town is struggling to hire vital workers. That's according to town manager Dan Walker. West Yellowstone has a serious teacher shortage, needs more public works positions filled, and has had two 9-11 dispatcher positions open for over a year. People could, in theory, live in nearby towns, but that has issues of its own. Quote, you can't make $23 an hour and live an hour away. Yellowstone National Park hit record visitation numbers in 2021, with close to 5 million people. As tourists embraced more interstate travel and outdoor recreation, following COVID-19 lockdowns. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide, with listeners now in 30 U.S. states and Canadian provinces, three Native American nations in 31 countries, on six continents. We also post expanded versions of our stories on Facebook. Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation, and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Nation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.